Oh, yeah. Jaguar. That's right. We are going to be talking some AFC South today, guys. Uh, welcome in. This is the SL Football Guys podcast. I'm your host, Evan Newberger. To my right, got Adam Sidek here, our resident film expert. To my left, the analytics guru, Robbie Larson. Guys, what's going on? Jaguar. 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 That's what's going on today. <laughs> Where is this people? Battling a little bit of some technical difficulties here, but we're uh, we're off the ground and we're running, so we're going to get through this and uh, get this episode out to you guys. So, like I said, uh, we're going to be covering the AFC South for you guys today, uh, taking you um, through off-season additions and uh, ultimately uh, what we think their outlook is for the season. And then at the end of the episode, we will give you guys – another uh on the clock segment so you guys can get to know us a little bit better as well uh but without further ado let's get into these uh divisions you know, the thing i like most about our technical difficulties is we didn't even know what we did to fix it, it just, oh it just yeah. it it just works now. It's just always the case. Sometimes you yeah. just gotta reboot. You just, you just gotta press buttons and <laughs> <laughs> things <Yeah>. will happen. Pretend <laughs> like we know what we're doing. <laughs> All right, guys. So, yeah, we are dealing with the AFC South. Um, We're going to start with the last place finisher, and that was the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, Jacksonville Jaguars had a rough year. Uh, Obviously, there were high expectations going into 2018 for them after a uh, tough loss um, to the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. A lot of people thought they were going to bounce back and uh, have a big year, and they, uh, you know, Really did a 180 from their previous season, uh, battled some injuries, and, and, you know, there were some issues in the locker room there, but the team really fell apart. Um, all right, so the Jags, uh, they lost Malik Jackson to the Eagles, uh, you know, played that uh, D-tackle position for them there. Uh, so I think that's a that's a tough spot uh, that it puts them in. Uh, you know, he's a solid player, uh, eats up a lot of the middle of the field, uh, and is a good run defender. Uh, can also provide a little bit of pass rush, so I think that's a big loss for them. Uh, obviously, uh, they did draft Josh Allen in the first round, so I think that's a good pick for them. Kind of a mystery right now of how they're going to work that D-line rotation because between uh, Ngakwe and um, uh, Josh Allen and then you also have Calais Campbell, uh, that's three great guys that are playing the D-end position. And uh, the Jags have come out and said that they're a 4-3 team. Uh, which I think is interesting because I think if they played more of a 3-4, they'd be able to get all three of those guys on the field. Um, they could slide. Uh, Calais Campbell could easily play that 3-4 DN spot. But um, they seem, they've been adamant to this point that they're playing uh, a 4-3 base defense. So I think you're going to see a lot of a three-man rotation there. It's going to be tough to get the three of those guys on the field. You, uh, you don't see Calais moving inside? Doesn't no, doesn't look like they're gonna do that. I was yeah. reading up on it and it's it looks like all three of those guys are gonna play four three D end to start. So I know they told him to cut weight last year. Yeah for that outside position. Yeah. I know he he played that previously with the Cardinals, so I'm, I'm interested to see how that works out. Right, right. Did he he played four three D tackle? Mm-hmm. I thought he played three four end there. Oh no, I I think he played a combination of both. He was there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. But um you know It'll be interesting to see. I, I like the uh, draft pick of Josh Allen. They got great value uh, where they took him. He he fell a little bit. Did he fall? Yeah. Like, uh, I think it was a good pick. What He, he fell a seven, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was a great pick for them. Um, you know, even though they got Ngakwe and Campbell, Campbell is 32, so 
And um, I think they might, depending on how he performs next year, I could see them cutting ties with him after this year if he has a step back. Um, he's due to have a $17.5 million cap hit next year, but it's only 2.5 dead cap if they cut him. So uh, could see they're you know, going to be depending on uh, uh, how he performs this year, but that'll be something to be interesting to see how it plays out. One of the big things that the Jags did in the offseason, though, was obviously uh, parting ways with Blake Bortles and transitioning to uh, Nick Foles. Uh, I do like this move for the Jags. It's uh, it's hard to go anywhere but up uh, when you're moving on from Blake Bortles. So um, Nick Foles is is uh, he's an interesting guy. I mean, I've always uh, admired his ability to stay in the pocket and, and take shots and still get the ball downfield. He's he's really good at that. Um, just hanging in there in the face of the rush and, and still making big throws. But, you know, he's also um, he's not quite the arm talent of some of his peers in the league. And, uh, you know, he's, thrown a th- uh, he, he's prone to throw up a few ducks too. So I think it'll be interesting, um, you know. I think it's a clear upgrade over Blake Bortles. It's though. definitely a clear upgrade, and I think it's good. I think it's a good pairing with guys like D.D. Westbrook and uh, Chark because I think Foles can throw the, the deep ball well, and like I said, he can he can hang in there in the face of the rush. So hopefully, you know, he can hit some of those speed, or, uh, speed guys uh, down the field. But ultimately, you know, the big thing with this team is, you know, they've, they've got the big-name defense. I still don't know if there's enough talent on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think they've made a clear improvement over last year, but um, – you know, on the offensive side of the ball, there, I still think there's a lot left to be desired. Also, got to consider that uh, on defense, they're starting uh, two new safeties. They moved on from uh, Barry Church and Tayshawn Gibson in the offseason. So, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that yeah, plays out with them there. Yeah. I mean, they still have those stalwarts at corner with uh, Ramsey and uh, AJ Bouye. But, yeah, I mean, the safety position, it's, it's brand new. So, ultimately. I, I see this team kind of whining in that meddling range of like seven and nine, eight and eight. I think they'll be uh, respectable, but I, I don't see a uh, playoff contention spot for them here. I think we probably should have prefaced this before we started, but the AFC South plays the N- NFC South and the AFC West, and I think both those divisions we would consider to be at least above average. Yeah, I think NFC South is one of the better divisions and the AFC South is a good division so the all these teams regardless if they have the first place schedule or the last place schedule like the Jags I think they're in for a a tough road yeah it comes to the teams they're playing this year well Vegas pretty much has all these teams expected to be at least 500 which is absolutely nuts that's asinine I don't know what Vegas is thinking there I don't I don't think that's ever been like Vegas has never projected the entire division above 500 yeah other than this so i I, there's no way that happens. They have kind of overhauled uh, the offensive line a little bit. Uh, they brought in A.J. Can in the offseason to play uh, that left guard spot. And then uh, right tackle, I believe it's going to be the second-round pick out of Florida, Jawan Taylor, who I like Flowers that pick. Flowers is gone, right? Yeah. Right. So what, let me ask you guys this question, because uh, I think the whole Jack season's rides upon this and I know for fantasy purposes a lot of people are going to have this decision maybe late first early second Leonard Fournette they It'd took like away, they took away a lot like of his competition round, like, oh, like gone. I was going to say DJ late first gone. They're, no they made first. the full commitment to 
Leonard Fournette. And if this team is a good team with a good defense, Leonard Fournette, I could see easily being a top five running back at the end of the year if he stays healthy. Because they're going to feed him. The, the he volume, doesn't have stupid suspensions, the, too. Yeah. He, he just, he just, he's just one of those guys who just doesn't care. I mean, I, yeah, I question the want too. There's a, there's a lot of jackasses in the, in the NFL. Oh, yeah. I think, I think, I think I, I, I would predict him to be in for a monster year. That's just my opinion. 3.3 yards per carry last season. Mm-hmm. The whole team sucked. They gave up. They and, did. And, and that's, that is that's kind of true true when he came back. Yeah. That team was just on downward spiral. Like, nobody could do anything. Yeah. But, um, but they made a clear commitment that they're going to try to run the ball and feed him as much as possible. So if, they, if the team's good, he's going to he's gonna be a top five running back based on volume and touchdown. So they've got Benny Cunningham there and Alfred Blue also. So, I mean, <laughs> Benny. Honestly, the, like, if you're looking. Benny in the Jets and Blue Suede Shoes backing Alfred him up. Blue might be the best handcuff to own. Little Red Fournette. That's a musical backfield. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that's that's a no-touch for me, that entire backfield. I I drafted uh, Fournette in the first round last year and just got absolutely burned. And you know what? In the year before that, I drafted JHI. Uh, yeah, so I think Florida running backs, I'm out. I'm out on the state of Florida. I'm not I'm not touching them because, yeah, I've, I've been burned two years so in a row. So like Peyton Barber for you? No, no. Oh, come on, Rojo? No, no, no. No, I'm done. I'm done. The last uh, man named Kenyon Drake? Ooh, ooh. Maybe in like the third round. I don't know. The dude, you get him later for the head. You cannot be in on. At like the end of the third round? And be out on Leonard Fournette. Kenyon Drake would probably go at the end of the third round in our league. He's probably like. He's probably going to be like a fifth rounder. Tops. You don't think so? I think he's. In his career, he's had like 230 touches. Yeah. I don't think he's a high touch guy. Well, he's probably at a peak. Like, if he. We got sidetracked on getting Drake here, but I think at his like peak volume, he's probably looking at like 180 touches. I don't think he's ever had more than 130 or 140 in a season. So I don't know. Adam Gase is out of there. A lot can Maybe happen. Kenyon Drake was a yes man. Quite possible. Definitely. Uh, I I do think uh, he's going to have a better season though. But I I don't know. I think we might be surprised. I could see him going at the end of the third round in our league. I, I can guarantee we're going to be surprised on Leonard Fournette's year this year. You're 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 I, that high on it. If he doesn't get hurt, he's gonna have probably the second most touches in the NFL. The thing about him for me, like That's I, big I think risk. he keeps getting hurt because he isn't fully recovered as he should be. He he just wants to get on the field. He's like, ah, I don't care, I can play through it and then he gets hurt again. And he he has like I don't know. He's it's he just doesn't seem like his head is in the right spot. I don't want to trust that. Yeah. I know, I know. But if they're a good team, like I him at the end of the year two years ago, especially in that playoff game, especially in the playoffs, he was dominant. Yeah, like his head was in the game. He was a force. No one could stop him. He was leaping over piles, scoring That's true. touchdowns. I the talent is that clearly there. The volume's clearly there. Those are the kind of guys I bet on in fantasy. Well, with the Jags, I just want to end on this note. Their sixth round pick, my guy, Gardner Minshew, <laughs> Nick Foles. This is a message to you: do not let that man on the field, because if he gets on the field, he's never coming off. I'm, I'm a guaranteeing that. I'm guaranteeing Nick Foles better not come off the field. <laughs> 
Gardner Minshew can play. That's that is a all pro mustache. All right, <laughs> that all pro. That is that, that, in all seriousness, no, I think that guy that guy's a very good arm talent, and you know he came out of that air raid, uh, you know Mike Leach offense, but uh, people jagging off on the air. Raid. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he can sling it though. I, I, I'm I'm serious. I'm I'm high on Gardner Minshew. I was even going into this draft. I was like, I don't understand why people are low on him. So um, who knows if uh, he's ever even going to get an opportunity to get in the game, but. Um, yeah, I think I think he's a he's a talent, so we'll see. All right, uh, moving on next to the uh, Titans. Titans. Titans, yes, they were the third place team in the division at seven or nine and seven. Um, yeah, I, their off season was pretty interesting. They uh, they signed Roger Roger Stafford from the uh, L.A. Rams guard, really good player. Um, they got Adam Humphreys from. Tampa, Tampa Bay Bucks wide receiver is going to play the slot for them. They paid him a lot of money. I think four years, thirty-six million dollars. Not sure about the money, but I think he could fit well in the slot. Um, they signed the thirty-eight-year-old Cameron Wake, which uh, <laughs> <laughs> the ageless one. Yeah, I, I mean they got rid of Brian Arakbo. He uh, retired to go make cupcakes. So um, that's another guy that's very old. Yeah, but he's making cupcakes. He's so making cupcakes. No. Uh, and then as far as their losses go, they really didn't lose too much. They wa- lost Josh Klein, guard, uh, Luke Stockard, blocking tight end, Quinton Spain, guard, uh, Blaine Gabbert, and then Brian Arakbo. Um, so whole, not a whole lot of moves in general for um, the Titans. Um, the draft, they got Jeffrey Simmons, D-tackle out of Mississippi State with the first-round pick. Uh, he slipped to them because of off-field issues, but um, I think they got a hell of a player, maybe top three player in the draft. Just wrecks the middle. Um, probably won't be much of a, a pass rush. Probably maybe topping out like nine sacks, but I could see him very similar type to uh, Keem Hicks. Just absolutely wrecks the game. Uh, they got AJ Brown in the second second round out of Ole Miss. So two Ole Miss or sorry, Ole Miss and uh, Mississippi State guys. So like in scouting down there in the state of Mississippi, um, I think he'll fit in pretty good with that offense. He's another big. Big wideout, similar to uh, Corey Davis. Um, I for this team, I think it all comes down to Marcus Mariota. He was pretty awful last year. Um, just I I was reading a stat today about Corey Davis, and forty one percent of his targets were uncatchable. Wow, that's, wow, that's a lot. Like that's too much, and especially for a guy with as big as a, a big of a wingspan as Corey Davis, I. That's hard to believe. He needs to be more accurate, and uh, I know he wasn't healthy last year. Hopefully, that's what it was. But um, he definitely needs to be better. Is he on the hot seat this year? I don't know. I mean, they, they, they did they did trade for Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he, he's, he's got a he's a decent quarterback. He's won a yeah, lot of games for pretty pretty shitty Miami yeah, team. Dude won a playoff game. Oh oh, we're talking. I was saying, talking Mariota. Oh no, Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, Man, Mariota. He, he's good when he's healthy, but he's just can't stay healthy. Yeah. Are you but, talking about Mariota or Ryan Tannehill? Because this guy's both. No, I mean, I don't. know. When you look at the strengths of this team, uh, I think strength of this team is actually going to be the continuity on offense and defense. Um, they didn't lose a lot. They didn't add a lot. Mm-hmm. They're going to bring back most of their starters. Um, I think that helps them. 
uh, significantly, especially since Mike Rabel's going to get into the new second year as a head coach. Yep. Um, I really like that continuity. Um, their offensive line, and I'd probably say, is a top five line in the league. Um, got Taylor Luan, um, newly signed Roger Stafford, Jack Conklin, out of uh, Michigan State, yep. real good player. Um, and I like their secondary too. Kevin Byard is one of the best safeties in the league. Yeah, Malcolm Butler. Um, they they signed him, paid him a lot of money. Had a pretty down year, um, but I can see him bouncing back, getting acclimated to this uh, the system, playing D. As far as their weaknesses go, I I think they lack in um, difference makers at the skill position. Um, tight end, they got um, Delaney Walker. Not even sure if he's going to play. I know he's dealt with a lot of offseason issues. Um, he was considering retiring. Um, tight end position's a real hole for this team. And on the outside, you got Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, and A.J. Brown. I think I think they can they can definitely improve in that area. I don't think any of those guys are going to be game changers. Um, a lot of possession receivers there. They don't got anybody that can stretch it, the field down, down, in, uh, down in the red zone and um, wait for you to talk about your guy. Oh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> wait, are you I was, I was really now? high in Derrick Henry going into the year. I still am. Um, it's another guy where he's penciled in for the volume. He's gonna be. He's gonna get the ball. He's gonna get the ball a lot. You saw it at the end of the year last year when the Titans actually started winning games. They started feeding him twenty, thirty, forty times a game, um, and he delivered. I think I think a lot of the reason why their offense struggled last year to begin the year is because they were trying to do this split thing with him and uh, uh, what's his name, Deion Lewis. Yeah, Deion Lewis out of from New England Patriots. I I think once they stuck to the power power run game, uh, Derrick Henry sort of let him loose. What do you What do you think about off. the new OC uh, now that you got Lafleur gone? <laughs> um, you got their former tight ends coach. Um, is that now, Campbell? No, it's Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. Sounds yeah, like a Red Dead character. He's he's a real young guy. Big honestly, I I don't do not know what to expect from him. Maybe a little bit of what LaFleur did, okay. right? Um I mean I, side I, sidebar, I don't know if LaFleur deserved know. the head coaching job after what he did with I don't think he did the prolific either. Tennessee Titans offense. Yeah, that that offense did not look great. So I'm not really excited for this tight ends coach coming in and trying to run this offense to be honest yeah I, I, I you you don't know what to expect but my guess is that it's not going to be pretty it's 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 a uh they play a muddy muddy type of game style kind of similar to the redskins yeah that's that's what my final note was on the on the, the overall take on the tennessee titans they're going to need to win games the way like they they're going to have to play a certain style of game to win and the old school grind them yeah, out and Sure, that works, and I could see them winning eight games. But when the script, when they have to go outside the script, um, let's say they get down fourteen to start off, or you know, special teams touchdown against them, I I don't think this team has a lot of firepower to come back in those type of games. So I think they're going to have to win games with their defense running the ball, running the clock out, sort of grinding them out. It's but, a good, not great defense, though, you know. Yeah, I had to note that they are a great defense when they're leading, but. When they're down, they're just they just look awful. Okay, maybe not awful, but they don't look great. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think their over under win total this year is eight and a half. I I would say under. Yeah, I would say under. Okay, yeah, I know. Um, 
it's it's an interesting team. Obviously, I think they can ill afford turnovers. Like that's a team if they lose a turnover battle, like I think you can pretty much write them off. Um, they're gonna hard have a hard time coming from behind. Um, moving the ball down the field vertically is not this team's specialty at all. Um, I I almost wonder, you know, because Corey Davis was such a great prospect coming out. I almost wonder if. If rather than because he's kind of on bus territory right now, but I almost think like he, his talent's just being wasted there. Like well, I just don't is, think he's being showcased enough. This is his third year, right? Yeah. So it, I mean, that that's usually when like wide receivers fully come out. Yeah. I mean, he showed a couple flashes last year. Yeah, had some big drops though too. Um, but again, like what what Sidek was saying earlier, it's Mariota just couldn't get it to him. Yeah. What well, like just I, bad. I think he had the seventh highest. Target share like percentage. Yeah. yeah, he had a really high target share. So, so yeah. he was he was the guy there in Tennessee last year, and it, it just didn't come to does, fruition. Does it help or hurt him that A.J. Brown's in the mix? You got Adam Humphreys in there? I think it has to help him. Like, I don't see who do they have out last year? Uh, what's guy's Taiwan Taylor? Oh, right, right. Yeah, Taiwan Taylor. Yeah, they, they did not have a lot of help around him, and that's why you saw the, the high target, target share for him. And, yeah. He was getting the best team's coverage. I, I think Corey Davis is still a good player, and he, I wouldn't call him a bust yet. Um, this is a big year for him, though. He's got to deliver. Did you guys see that? Um, I think it I think it was on Bleacher Report, but um, when the draft was in Nashville, they they just like found some like dude that was like six five, like probably two forty, uh, and they were like, okay, like you know, we're gonna we're gonna like pretend that you're a prospect and we're just gonna like parade you around town and tell people that you're like this like left tackle prospect. And so he's in the hotel and Taylor Lawam walks by and he's like he's like, Yo Taylor, uh you know, like uh I'm I'm a prospect out of Boise, like, you know, do you have any uh do you have any tips for me? Lawan just like looks at dude, he's like, Chew tobacco and just walks away. <laughs> <laughs> so Taylor Wands, uh, he's a piece of work. Um, probably one of my favorite rivalries in the NFL was the uh, him and Josh Norman uh, fight last year. Like that's fun. That's that's just the the poles of the NFL I going at it. Taylor Wands is like this massive asshole, or just like just a fun guy that like people are just like pissed off at. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's one of those guys. Like if he's on your team, yeah, like yeah, you fucking love him. But like otherwise, yeah, he's an antagonizer. For right, sure. right. All right, uh, moving on now, so let's transition. Well, before we transition, we would like to thank today's sponsor, Gator Hats. The hat company you all know and love is pleased to announce that they are opening three new Gator Hat hat Hut locations in the Ox State area. As always, Gator Hats are made from the most advanced foam resin materials to give you ideal comfort along with a killer style. The perfect accessory for the beach or the ball game, as they are supremely weather resistant. For this weekend only, the downtown location is hosting a real-life alligator from the bayou for your enjoyment. So come check out the nearest Gator Hat Hut near you today. All right, thank you to our sponsors, Gator Hat Hut. Yeah, all righty. Um, moving on here to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Robbie, are you ready to take that one away? The Indianapolis Colts, they started really slow to the the beginning of last season. Um, they had a new coach in Frank Reich. 
Um, they basically just had a whole new coaching staff around, and they couldn't really get anything started. Um, but I believe they ended the season on a 9-1 and streak, if I remember incorrectly. Um, but this this team just ended up coming out to play, and they're in a they're in some good momentum going into next year. Um, they didn't really lose a whole lot of um, key players, um, if you ask me. They lost uh, Clayton Gathers um, at safety, Al Woods at D tackle, but uh, I think they made it up by adding a little Justin Houston into there, uh, get a little little Funchess, a little Spencer Ware. Um, they, in the draft, they, they had a couple second rounders. They used on, uh, one of my favorite names in the draft, Ro- Rocky Asin. Oh, yeah. Rocky Asin. Oh, I love Rock. Um, <laughs> and Paris Campbell, who I think could be a really good receiver in the league. He, it might take him a little bit to, to accumulate to the NFL, but, um, with, when Andrew Luck's your quarterback, um, you're going to be, pretty set for a pretty solid career um assuming luck doesn't get hurt again but um i think well he's not snowboarding anymore no that, that is a good thing <laughs> get but, that man off the slopes imagine I, a snowboarding adventure with him and jim ursay like talk about <laughs> those are two different kind of slopes <laughs> oh man both of them love the powder <laughs> Um, I thought the Justin Houston signing was uh great for where the Colts were. Needed. Yeah, I think it I was. Think they just needed to add in that edge rusher. Yeah, and that that defense is now set up. Um, they still have Darius Leonard, who was phenomenal as a rookie last year. And speaking of I don't know rookies, Quentin Nelson too. They they just hit the jackpot last year. And just that offensive line just made things work for Luck, and it, it seemed like they're really churning. I mean, I so I'm I'm very high in the Colts, but people people consider them a Super Bowl contender this year, um, possible favorite in the AFC. The lasting image of that team, though, was a team that got absolutely worked in Arrowhead, like didn't belong in the same field with the Chiefs that day. Um, that is true. Both sides of the ball, too. Um, offense in particular really laid an egg, uh, especially against you know what was a very porous Chiefs defense all year. So, I mean, maybe it was one game, just a blip in the radar. But I mean, I just luck see it had, as luck like had a new, bad game. Yeah, yeah, luck had a bad game. New coaching staff, you know, they, it's it's a whole different ball game to playoffs than regular season. Mm-hmm. So they they got that out of the way they're going to be coming back heated I, I think next year yeah in my view like like Robbie said in the season nine and one they're pretty much playing for their playoff lives the entire season that, yeah. that's got to eat up eat up the eventually yeah. I think it got to them in Arrowhead uh divisional round it, I think this is they still this, want a huge road playoff game in Houston too mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think I think last year was just the start I, I would I'm I'm really high on the Colts this year definitely the highest out of anybody in this division for sure I Absolutely. think they um, so that was the third time they played the Texans in that wild card playoff game, and if I remember correctly, game one in Indianapolis was the game. I think that was uh, they lost in overtime because like they went for it on fourth down because they were like, oh, our season's over, so like we're just gonna yeah. we're just gonna go for it. Like that's a team that might have beat the Texans three times. 
So Frank got a lot of heat for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they still wound up where they needed yeah. to be, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm high on the team. I I think um, you know, offensive side of the ball, I think there's a lot to like there. Um, obviously, T. Y. Hilton is is still going strong. Uh, he just gets he's involved so much yeah. in that offense. He's he just gets open and luck just looks for it. And, and you look at their wide receiving core last year. They had oh Pascal, Siakam Pascal <laughs> <laughs> out there playing playing two different sports. Uh, <laughs> I think they had Dontrell Inman out there. Like, yeah, yep. they're going to be significantly upgraded on the outside. Yeah, Ebron. Ebron was Ebron's still like there. Just a real big man <laughs> being the only guy out yeah, there. Yeah, swoop. Yeah, swoop. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other guy's name? Uh, Moelle, Moelle, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a tight end room. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and then they they're bringing back, uh, and I they were super high. One of my fantasy sleepers of the year last year, um, unfortunately towards ACL, but uh, Dion Kane out of out of Clemson, and I I was reading reports this year that they're in love with him on the outside this year. I think he's a guy that could step up and be the number two for that team, Absolutely. even even above Devin Funches. Devin Funches, he's not. I don't think he's good. He was the two last year before he got hurt. What do um, you What do you think you can get him in the draft? Like oh, probably don't draft. Free. Yeah, you, you, he's not absolutely go, he's not free. Go draft you don't think somebody take a flyer on him? No. Like I mean, twelfth like, round. I don't think he's on anybody's radar. Like, he I, should be. Yeah, like I more I would, so than like Paris Car- Par- Campbell. Yeah, Paris Campbell's sure. going to get drafted. Deion Kane won't. I, I can guarantee you, Deion Kane's going to because yeah. Paris Campbell's the new hot toy. You know, right. He's, He's there. She's so like, oh, we don't know what's going to happen with him, so it could be good. But regardless, though, there's options there. I mean, even with people going down, T.Y. Hilton's sort of prone to injuries. I, they're going to be fine at the wide receiver position. They're not going to have to find people off the streets to play like they did last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I like the team. I think um, they could they could they could be the uh, the number one seed out of the AFC. It wouldn't shock me at yeah, all. I could Absolutely. see that. Um, Marlon Mack. Uh, once he got past all his early injuries, he was looking really explosive. Yeah, especially at the end of the year when he had that line just help help him to clear holes for him. He he just found a hole and just powered through it. Um, I I really like him for well, more more so for standard, but I I think Naheem Hines could be real sneaky in PPR leagues. He's he gets real he gets involved a lot. He's to going light. He, yeah, he's pretty much. I I think he could have a second year of what Tariq Cohen really did mm-hmm. in his second year. Um, he's he's definitely a player that... Think about what you just... So Tariq Cohen was a top 20 running back last year in yeah. standard format. I, I think Tariq Cohen's yeah. a little bit more talented. Yeah. Than I, Hines, do you, do you really think... Do you think Nahi Hines has that potential, though, to be, to be even, let's say, top 30? Top 30 in PPR easily. I, I think he's... Standard now. I, I have him ranked at uh, fifty-seven. Yeah, I I don't have him I, top thirty uh, in, in standard. Yeah, Heinz fifty-seven. <laughs> standard. Yeah, I wouldn't touch him. Okay. He, a lot of his value is going to be coming as that safety valve. Well, if Marlon Mack gets hurt, I, who's going to be the the backup? Is it going to be Jordan Wilkins? I don't know if Jordan Wilkins is still on the. Team. That guy got a no, ton of carries last team. year and he didn't do anything yeah, with him. He, he looked really he, he bad. Didn't, yeah. He didn't look. Good I don't at know all. if they have anybody else though. Uh, I they, think he was one grab, of my twelve RB ones. Spencer Ware, if oh, he okay. steps up, yeah, to no, that. He, he would. He would be the. Um, so he, I would guess that he would work his way up the depth chart and be that 
safety deep back up yeah, to Marlon that's Mack. That's your one concern with Marlon Mack is the injuries. Yeah, he's big on. concern. He's not but, like the built the biggest, so I can I can definitely see that continuing on. He he's a light running back that plays hard, so like I can, I can definitely yeah. see injuries. What do you guys think about Ebron this year? Oh, he had big a regression. Big year with a lot of touchdowns. Regression. He's, he's going to regress. I mean, yeah. with that rate he put up, it's the touchdown it's numbers are you can't to. you can't duplicate that. Like, I mean, I, I was I, as a Ebron owner last year. I I heard that same argument from week two to week seventeen, <laughs> and it didn't stop. And if you look at his targets, he received four point six targets a game, and he did all he did last year with that. I, the talents there. He was a top ten pick in the in the NFL draft. The My co- only concern yeah. is the the pieces that they've added around him. Like I can see him losing volume, but I, for the people that say Jack Doyle is going to have a better year than Eric Ebron, watch the film. The Colts ran watch so it. much three tight end set inside the twenty uh, last year. It was yeah the opportunities he was getting because um, I mean there were times he wasn't even getting first string snaps uh, as tight end and. And yet, still, just he was like you know, just a solid performer. You know, yeah. constantly getting touchdowns. And I don't think the red zone, him being the number one red zone option, is going to stop. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. Like they're Lock in the red zone, he always looks towards his big guys. His T. Y. Hilton is not a red zone and, and no player. You, and if you watch, if you look at his actual touchdowns, a lot of them were contested catches where there were two guys around him. He just pulled the ball in and yeah. scored. Um, yeah, he's a big guy. He, he earned clearly earned. Andrew Luck's trust in the red zone, and I don't see that going away. I, I, I would, I would project Eric Ebron as a top six tight end this year. Okay. Yeah, nice. I think he still stays up there. Um, but yeah, tight the touchdown regression is definitely a concern. Yeah, absolutely. So what are you what are you thinking overall from this team, Robbie? Overall from this team, I I think they're going to win this division. Yeah. And push for that top seed in the AFC. All right. All right, moving on, guys, now to the uh, Houston Texans. Uh, Adam, what do you have for us? Um, well, I'm going to start off with the, the breaking news today. Uh, Brian Gain, GM for the Houston Texans, got canned. Oh. Interesting timing, uh, you know, being being June after the draft, after they made all the moves. Um, clearly, he did not sit well with the organization and McNair's there. Um, yeah, interesting there. Uh, this is a team that won 11-5 and last year. Hot air, McNair. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, team that went eleven and five won the division. Um, There's another team that started off real slow. I think they started zero three. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of a lot of their struggles last year, I, I think, were directly related to the offensive line and a Deshaun Watson who was battling back from an ACL mm-hmm. tear. Mm-hmm. Um, you saw his stats as the year progressed just get better and better. As I think he was getting more acclimated. He's a guy that relies on his legs a lot. And when you tear your ACL, it takes a little bit to get back to that. And you saw at the end of the year, um, he was out there balling. Um, and, you know, his rookie year before he got hurt, he was the number one quarterback in fantasy. Um, I do think he's going to be a top three quarterback next year. I believe he's the number one quarterback. I think he's the number one. Wow. Number one. Um, it, Even his, a, stats with, his, his stats with his Will Fuller. ridiculous year last year. Correct. His stats with Will Fuller on the field, he's averaging 40 points standard. But how many games is that? Yeah, Will Fuller will give you six games. Tops a season. That's very true. But I 
I, I think with him being healthier than last year, um, with the options around him, DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, Kiki QT, um, I they drafted they drafted a tight end uh, in the third round this year. I I think he's gonna have to run a lot too with how bad the offensive line is. Uh, I think they got a couple tackles, didn't they, in the draft? They did. Um, yeah, Titus Howard out of Alabama State. They drafted him in the first round. He's sort of a project. Um, definitely, definitely could turn into one of the best tackles in in the league. But I think it's going to take some time for him to groom. I'm not sure he's even going to start um, year one. I think they they signed Matt Khalil, left tackle, older veteran, um, played for the, the Panthers. Yep. Uh, he's definitely on a decline. I can see him maybe doing a one year rental and then uh, Titus Howard slipping in beginning of next year, but. Um, as far as their other uh, their other additions, uh, they get, they grab uh, Tashawn Gibson from the the Jags, free safety. They uh, they signed Bradley Roby, cornerback uh, from Denver. From Denver. Um, their subtractions. Uh, what they lost, I think, was actually huge. Tyron Matthew, they lost, and I think from hearing what the players on that defense said, he was the leader on that defense, which is. Uh, Pretty good praise for somebody that was just there for one year. Um, yeah. Great player, great player. Um, he's going to be a huge loss on that back end. They also lost uh, Kareem Jackson, and uh, Kareem Jackson went to Denver then, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they swapped corners. Um, and that's sort of, I mean, when looking at their off season, I really dislike their off season. That's, I, I'm guessing what the ownership felt too, because uh, the GM got fired today. Um, they. They lost good players and replaced those players with a little bit worse versions of them. Um, they did not address the greatest greatest problem with this team, and that's the offensive line. Uh, Deshaun Watson was getting sacked 8.6 passing attempts. Every 8.6 passing. That's that's insane, especially for a guy that's coming off an ACL tear. Yeah. you got to protect your quarterback, and they did not address that, in my opinion, enough. They took a project tackle in the first round. They signed an aging veteran. That wasn't even good last year. Um, that's my biggest concern with this team. And, and Lamar Miller, running back, he's not going to get anything going with behind this, this offensive this is line. This like his ninth year. Uh, he, he's been here for a while. <laughs> he, he's been there for a while. Um, it's funny. I was listening. Uh, my boy Dave Richards. He was saying that uh, Deshaun Watson's checkdown is just chucking it 60, 60 yards <laughs> to Will Fuller, and I, he's absolutely on point with that. Like. They don't really have a lot of options other than just slinging the ball deep. And uh, I, I honestly think this team is going to regress a lot. Um, they don't have a lot of depth at all behind their – they have seven star players behind them. They don't even have a lot of quality starters. It's just average to below average pieces on this team. I think a couple injuries could do this team in, um, especially on defense. You got Jadavion Clowney, J.J. Watt. Both those guys are prone to injuries. Um on offense, Desha- or you got Deshaun Watson, obviously DeAndre Hopkins, Will Fuller, QT, really good, really good wide receiving crew, probably the best in the league in my opinion. Um, but I, I think where this team falls and what I can see them happening is the, their back end, the secondary isn't the best, especially losing Kareem Jackson and Tyron Matthews. I, I, I could see this team being a high-scoring offense. Giving up just as many points, if not more, on defense. Um, just getting sacks all around. I, I can see this team 
significantly decline, and I, I don't think they had a great offseason at all. I don't think they had a great draft. Um, and then, like I said, behind the superstars on this team, they don't have a lot of pieces. They don't have a lot of quality starters, and I think eventually that's going to do them in. What are you guys' thoughts? It's a shame because I think Deshaun Watson, um, in many ways, kind of got lost in the shuffle of Mahomes' uh, just astounding sophomore season. I I don't think the argument is up, though, to see who is the more transcendent talent between those two. I think that the Texans are doing Watson a disservice, and I think a lot of his true talent and his ability is masked by the fact that he doesn't have any time to throw the ball and he's constantly uh, running for his life back there. And it's a shame because I, I truly think, um, you know, those two those two could be some of the, the best to ever play the position. And um, I, I worry that Deshaun Watson is, is going to get kind of uh, uh, lost in the shuffle there just because, uh, you know, the team isn't been built well around him. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, well, when he's running around all the time, you have concerns about his longevity. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not the biggest guy. The time, yeah. yeah, I mean, you look at what the Colts did. They made it an absolute priority last year to protect Andrew Luck and address the offensive line. That's what they should have done this offseason. I don't think mm-hmm. they did it. They tried. They did. I don't think they did a good job. They failed. Yes. You can't underrate the the battle in the trenches, and and I think. Um, you know, the teams that come out and uh, surprise the most are the teams that uh, build up their O-lines really well in the offseason. And, like, just to your point, the Colts, right, last year just invested a ton, and, and all of a sudden they came out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, we're, we're contenders last year. So I think it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, especially a team with such an offense that's predicated on the downfield passing game to just – Really not paying any attention to the offensive line. Just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I kind of agree with you, Adam. It, it just seems counterintuitive. So what do you guys uh, think about the running back situation? You, I know we mentioned a little bit about old man Lamar Miller just running out there with his cane, but what about Dante Foreman? Still coming He's off that Achilles. He's got that Achilles, Achilles injury, which yeah. no running back has ever been productive afterwards. There's been some good reports saying he's looking pretty good. Do you guys buy into that? I think fortunately enough for Foreman, it happened essentially like at the very onset of his career, yep. um, as opposed to a lot of you know the guys when that injury hits, it's when they're twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven, and they've got a few years under the belt already, and it's a little bit tougher to come back at that point. Um, when he was healthy, he flashed uh, his rookie year, and and he looked like a clear shoe-in to take over that role uh, from Lamar Miller before he got hurt. You know, for me, you know, remains to be seen. I I don't know, maybe like a late-round flyer you can take on him in fantasy drafts, but, um, yeah, I mean, the data says that these guys have trouble coming back from it, so, you know, we'll see if he's still got the same explosiveness he did as a rookie. Yeah, I think this is going to come down to the off-season reports. And so far, they've been pretty good. Um, I, I remember watching him, and the first thing I thought was, you know, this guy looks like Devonta Freeman. Uh, the small back, powerful, refuses to go down, just nasty in between the tackles. Um, if he can come back and, you know, be be what he was before, I think he's definitely worth a, a pick in the late rounds, especially with Lamar Miller, old man, just – constantly at 
under four point four <laughs> yards to carry. I I don't know what they're doing there. Like I think I think he in his career he's averaged four point six touchdowns a season, and he's been a starter for pretty much his entire career. I, I, he's just not he's just not the best running back. He's he's good at being. Average at everything. Mm-hmm. Lamar Miller went full spectrum. It went from like Lamar Miller doesn't get the ball enough, and like oh, he's not, you know, like we we don't know how good he could be because like oh, he's just not getting the ball. To now it's like okay, this guy's that's not like good. Kenyon, Why is he getting the ball so much? Kenyon Drake. Yeah, dude. right. Well, it's <laughs> the same thing. Maybe it's like Miami. Just you can't run the ball. Like is there something about the heat it's the down heat? there? Yeah, maybe that's where yeah. it is. Oh man. At any rate, what are your uh, what are your thoughts overall on the Texans uh, as we kind of wrap this up? So the Texans right now, the Vegas over-under is at 8.5. Um, I'm upon the under. Yeah. Clearly they have some sort of rift in the, in their in the franchise, firing a GM here in June June 7th. Um, like I said, I, I think they had a terrible offseason. Um, they have one of the best talents in the league, Deshaun Watson, and they're not doing him justice by you know pretty much forcing him to escape the pocket and run for his life on virtually every play um so yeah i, I think i think the under is is the, the safe bet here i can see this team declining and like i said an injury here an injury there on defense is watch out because this team could fall off the mat yeah so adam you shared an interesting tidbit with me about this division earlier um essentially i think what you told me was according to the vegas lines each single one of these teams from the uh, AFC South is projected, or at least by the Vegas uh, line, to be uh, over 500. Is at, that correct? At 500 or above. Yeah, Jags yeah. are at 8, Texans are at 8.5, Titans are at 8.5, Colts are at 9.5. For my money, I think one of these teams is above 500, and that's the Colts. Only one? Only one. Really? Only Ooh, one. That seems like Ooh, a kind of yeah. hot take. Yeah. Even the Titans, like I, don't, I was looking at them, they they're a very interesting one to me. Yeah. They've got, I don't know what to think. They're kind of like an enigma to me. Like I, I don't know what to think. They always come out as a solid like eight hundred, going towards a playoff team. They don't seem like they're that good, you know. But they are. They're always but there. They're always, yeah. they're yeah. always there. They're always a team in week seventeen playing for their their playoff yeah. lives with a backup quarterback. No, I, I, I think the Titans wind up around seven and nine, and that's that's essentially where I think the Jags are going to be too. And honestly, I think the Texans, I think the Texans might be like five and eleven or six and ten. I, I kind of see a big drop off for them uh, going forward this year. So it'll be that interesting. Big, but huh? yeah, yeah, I, I think they're going to struggle. Um, I think that defense got a lot worse, and um, you know they they didn't solve any of the issues with the offensive line. Uh, I haven't seen anything that says that they can run the ball yet. And and otherwise, you're just you're just relying on backyard football between Hopkins and uh, Deshaun Watson at this point. And and honestly, like you can only do that for so long. That's good for fantasy, though. It is good for fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm high on the Jags this year. Yeah, I definitely take the over on the eight wins. Um, they're a historic defense two years ago. A lot, a lot of, of pieces of those of, are gone. A lot of those pieces are gone. Telvin Smith, gone. Why did he quit? Uh, I mean, both I, the safeties gone. Yeah. Um, Fowler think, gone. Although Fowler wasn't really, yeah, he, he wasn't that big of a piece in that. But I, I still think this team has a lot on defense. Um, and with the addition of Nick Foles, I, I think this team could, especially 
I mean, they they're they're playing the worst. They're the they finished last and they had the worst play schedule this year. Um, that helps. Yeah, it definitely helps. I think I think they're in for a turnaround. I think okay. I believe take it. The I believe on them too. It it seems it doesn't seem right, but I think they're they've got a chance at a bounce back here. And if you look at this team's cap structure, this might be their last year that they have a chance because yeah. they're going to have to pay a lot of people. Um, Ramsey's contract's going to be up, and they're going to have to extend him. Or, He's going to get paid. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And I mean, they're playing. They they were already in a terrible cap situation going into this off season, and they paid Nick Foles twenty mil. So I, this might be the end for them. I could see them putting a, putting a rally together and maybe squeaking in there as the wild card. But as far as the rest of the division, I, th- I don't think the Titans are. Miles Jack is due to get paid too, right? Yeah. 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 I don't think the, I don't think the Titans are more than an eight win team. I don't think the Texans are more than an eight win team. So so going by each one. So let's start with Jaguars. I think Sadek, you and I say over. over. Evan, you say I'm on the under. 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 So if we move on the Titans at eight and a half, I'm on the under. under. Say it. Uh, say it. I, I mean that's a, that's a tough one because. I didn't think their team was that good last year, and they ended nine and seven. But they had they had, they had Blaine Gabbert playing a lot. Think about what they Adam did. said earlier about the they strength of schedule. Mariota, but I yeah I'll I'll join you on that. You play in the NFC South. I mean, if you're a believer in the tit- Titans, you're going to be I'm a not believer. really a believer you're on gonna, the Titans. You're going to be a believer in Derek Henry. Think about them. Yeah, I, they did find a formula at the end of last year that made them win games. Well, yeah. But when you, when you're winning games, you're you're getting a guy like Derrick Henry the ball, twenty sometimes because he can't catch, and if they stop you in the run, you're you, you can't play catch up like that. Yeah, that it, burns too much clock. Game script is going to be entirety of what the Titans' season is going to be. If they're up at the beginning, they're That's probably going to win, game. and That's if they're down at the beginning, point. they're probably going to lose. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then, uh, so next we have Houston Texans over yeah. under eight and a half. Under. Under. I'm going over. Wow. Okay. I think they can string string it together. I don't think it's as bad as you guys are making it out to be. All right. All right. All right. And then Colts over under nine and a half. Oh, that's an over. I I think that's one of the best best over or best bets you have. Yeah. This on your team over under wins. You got to pound you over on that. Yep. I agree. That's a team that's just getting better. Like they're the young team had the best draft last year out of any team in the NFL. I can't I can't wait to watch the Colts play some of those AFC South teams. The Saints, the Falcons, the Panthers, um and even the Bucks that'd be shootout, so yeah. Those will be some fun ones. Those will be some fun ones. But I, I think I think the Colts can win three out of the four in that division. Um yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I'm I'm taking the over on that as well. I agree with Adam. It's that's that's a great bet. Um yeah, that I think if I would have set that line, I would have started at ten and a half. But yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking it what it would be too. I mean, they what ended ten and six. Yep, I, I, I'm just shocked. At, up. Nine and one down the stretch. Yeah, I'm just shocked that Vegas has the all four of these teams at at least above five hundred when they play the AFC West and the NFC South, which are two good divisions. I I think a lot of these teams. I I would take the under on three of these teams just based on strength of schedule. I don't know if the AFC West is that good. I mean, you got the Chiefs and the Chargers, and then Raiders, maybe Raiders the Raiders will pull. I think the Broncos are horrible. I think the Broncos, Broncos are, are not good. I think they're horrible. But 
Yeah. I mean, those are the Chiefs and Chargers. I'll shit on Philip Lindsay in, later. <laughs> top two teams in the AFC last year, so that's still a pretty good division. Chargers defense is scary good. Yeah. Scary good. Yeah. All right. Um, well, we're going to transition now to uh, our favorite segment where we do uh, on the clock. So, guys, uh, get ready. What we have here today is uh, – Cheap drunk pizza. I'm asking you guys, Papa John's or Domino's? So in other words, slutty pizza. Slutty pizza. That's right. right. Slutty pizza. Yeah. Papa John's or what? Domino's. Oh. <laughs> I mean, just give me the Papa. He he. You've seen pictures of him at NCAA. <laughs> oh, oh man. <laughs> He's he made it for drunk people. He knows how to make it. Yeah. You gotta trust in the Papa. I hear you there. Um. You know what? Yeah, I I always see these commercials with Domino's, and it's like they've got a different gimmick every single commercial. It's like, oh, you know, you got the takeout insurance. Like, oh, like, you know, just, you know, we'll give you cash back as long as you're ordering any pizza. It doesn't even have to be ours. It's like they're just coming up with all this bullshit marketing take stuff. Take a picture of a fake pizza. We'll oh, give you points. Yeah, it's like. They're trying to re- didn't they take pizza out of the title? Now it's just Domino's because they're trying to sell like pasta and chicken and sandwiches. My message to Domino's is stay in your lane. <laughs> stay in your lane because I think your pizza tastes better than Papa John's, but you're pissing me off with these ads, and so that way I am going Papa John's. That's the reason you're That's going my there. reason, yeah. I'm going, I'm going, I'm going Domino's just because. Papa John's crust is the worst thing out of any pizza like you can buy. Domino's oh, yeah. crust is. That's a cardboard. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. ordered Papa John's breadsticks? No. They're yeah. just the plain crust that they give you a ton of dipping. Like, <laughs> garlic butter to dip in. They're cheesy awful. Bread is okay. I had not had the cheesy bread. You get it's the okay. pepperoncini it's not, though. It's not as good as like Domino's, but it, it's a nice touch. The pepperoncini is like, a nice touch. As far as companies go, I'm definitely taking Papa John's. We're, but, we're not talking about sober food. We're talking about drunk food. Is there? I, I want the papa for the drunk food. It, it really helps you. It makes wake, makes you wake up feeling slightly better than Domino's. Yeah, but you're in a John all day. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm I'm gonna end this with this though. In the corporate world, there is nobody more like Wario than Papa John. We're gonna end it on that. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Thanks for coming in. Uh, Hope you enjoyed another episode. Uh, We'll be back at you here uh, following up with the NFC South next. Uh, Make sure you guys check us out on Twitter and on Snapchat at SLFootballGuys. Until next time, take it easy.